This is the BYO Brand Podcast, the creative incubator and branding launchpad for brazen entrepreneurs. Fearless enough to blow that damn proverbial box up. If that's you, welcome to the virtual space where you can learn how to make your mark. It's like the blueprints to turn your business into a brand and your brand into an icon. So tune in, turn it up, and step up to the virtual soapbox hosted by yours truly, me, Hannah Laham, and let's start a digital riot. Hey, hey, fellow badasses. This is the BYO Brand Podcast, and you're listening to Episode 3, Understanding Your Target Audiences. Sell to everyone, sell to no one, so sell to someone special. I'm willing to bet that you're following at least one brand or business on social media just because they're awesome, right? Twitter wars have replaced juicy gossip columns as our pleasurable toilet reading. Have you ever stopped to think why the hell am I reading Taco Bell and Old Spice having it out? I mean, let's be real. They're putting on a show. You know it. They know you know it. But here we all are anyway. Touche, Taco Bell and your savvy marketing skills. Friend, listen, you didn't stumble onto those feeds. You were carefully researched, observed, and selected as one of the chosen. You're there because you are their target audience. P.S. If you're questioning the whole validity of brands targeting you to get to their very real thresholds, I'd like to unveil Exhibit A. This is me greeting you to join reality because I use target audiences to get you here. And here you are. So hello, if you have a business of any kind, guys, don't you want people to just waltz through your shop doors already knowing they're in the right spot? Well, this is the podcast episode that's going to tell you how to do that. Client, customer, audience, it's kind of all the same thing amounting to the people who purchase your products and services. So while hell yeah, walk-ins are great and we'll take that sale to the bank, if that's your average customer, you're in some deep doo-doo. At the end of the day, nobody wants to be sold to. I think we've all had enough of the marketing gimmicks and pop-ups. Want to know what brands do that most of us day-to-day businesses don't? They don't sell shit to no one. They connect with their target audiences by sharing an experience. So target audiences are the groups of people that represent your ideal customers. They're the people who can actually appreciate what you do and why. Here's an example. If you're an artisan micro roaster brewing killer cups of joe from farm to cup, chances are the elderly lady who loves Folgers isn't going to be your ideal customer. The micro roaster values elevated taste, quality, and sustainability, while Granny just wants her coffee black and now. Of course, there's going to be people other than your perfect customer purchasing from you. The goal of understanding your target audience is to hone in on the people who you created your company for in the first place. That's who's going to spread the good news to their like-minded pals, and that's who can appreciate what you've been missing holidays and sleep to build. Everything you say, write, or design should be targeted to that human. When thinking about audiences, I always refer to Dove's body confidence campaigns because, God, it is good. On the surface, what does body confidence have anything to do with soap? You see, Dove sells smell good soap to women. Applying soap means getting nudie. 
and a sizable portion of we the female species are notoriously aware of every crinkle and crevice we have going on. Multiply that by a gazillion when you stick a snooty in the bathroom with a mirror directly in front of us. And guess what? Dove knew that. What do you guys know about your people? Now that we understand target audiences and what they are, let's identify yours. And unfortunately, finding your specific audience is one thing that you can't Google. I mean, unless you want to hire a professional like me. Locating that perfect customer means it's time to poke around in that brain of yours. Start by writing what you know and what you don't know, because you want to extract the information from your brain without interference from the universal voice of the internet. Before I ever whip out my laptop, I snatch a pad of paper and an ink to write everything I know about my customers and how my business applies to them. So what do you know? Start there. For example, what do you sell? What are your core values? How do your products benefit customers? What are your customers' pain points? Who do you sell to? Where do they live? As you're going through this process, you're going to find that there are things that you most certainly do not know that you definitely should. Write those things down. Once you get everything you know out of that brain of yours and onto the paper, you're going to want to scratch below the surface, testing what you know by asking the people it actually applies to. Bringing us to the next step, ask questions. Hop onto forums like Quora or Reddit. Use your current email list or surveys or ye old suggestion box. Hell, even use social media groups. Find your crowd and ask them for feedback on your concept. In my process, this is the most crucial part, and I ask anything and everything, because truth is, we like talking. People are almost always willing to share practically anything and sometimes way too much, if only you're brave enough to ask. Talk to them about what they like and what they don't like about your industry. Use those dandy questions from the previous step, and remember the worst someone can say is nothing at all, and even that shit's an answer. Confucius says it best, the man who asks a question is a fool for a minute. The man who never asks is a fool for life. Life, life. Be man number one. Once you've been in the trenches for a hot minute, I want you to take a good hard look at what you've got so far. Are there specific trends and requests that are repeating from people? Take note people are trying to tell you something, then create solutions to their pain points and their problems. I want you to be the blue ocean strategy to your target audience's red ocean world. And voila, you've written down what you know and have tested that with what your customers actually think. I want to advise caution with this next step, which is research, then repeat. Depending on your stomping grounds and who you're serving, there may be a serious deficit in applicable research. If you're a national organization seeking 500K in investment, research is your demigod. Despite mainstream opinion, I still believe that small-town brick-and-mortars should just stay away from numbers and odious demographics for the most part. I mean, it's just too easy to get lost in a steaming pile of not-helpful statistics, rather than focusing on the people that make that data relevant. By all means, go to Facebook and look at your data and analytics. 
But other than the baseline stuff, your target audience is not going to be found online for the most part. So once you do all the things we just talked about in steps one, two, and three, you've got the framework of what you need to really target your audiences. And mostly it's the work you need to go home and do or yank out your brain. So I guess I should give you a congratulations because when you finish that, you're going to have a stack of paper a mile high with all kinds of insightful information about the who behind your sales. But reality check knowledge without action is pretty useless. If you want to engage your crowds like the big brands, you're going to want to mark your territory like they do. And to do that you're going to have to create something called a customer avatar. And that's how you're going to put all that hard work and stacks of paper to work for you, a.k.a. the good stuff. In the meantime, I'm going to help you polish off your target audience. And since we're a wee bit countercultural here, I've put them in the form of the five anti-tips. These are the five target audience mistakes that entrepreneurs make that drive me bonkers and coincidentally will clarify your customers for you. Number five, people are not demographics. God, I love myself for writing that title. (laughs) It's entirely too easy to get lost in numbers, guys. Every browser and walk-in should not resemble a human statistic. Friendly reminder, people are not demographics on two legs. When you unintentionally treat those wonderful people spending their money with you like a number, they may intentionally retaliate, negatively impacting the bottom line you were so concerned about in the first place. So here's an oldie but goodie example that I use with a lot of my clients. 500 majillion people drive past my shop every day, and 500 majillion people visit my site every day. I know you guys have heard that at some point, songs the majillion part, but my response is, and? What do you want, an Oscar? To my brick and mortars. Weren't they driving past your place long before it was yours? And to my digital crowd, how many of them are converting? How many of them are actually spending money? And how many are brand loyalists? When you treat people like people, writing ads or posts that let them know that you understand them, one of those customers is worth all 500 majillion of the ones that were treated like a demographic. The fourth mistake that entrepreneurs make when working on their target audience is wrong place, right people. Targeting your audience is just as important as your target audience. You can know your ideal customers inside and out and still fall flat on your arse if the messaging isn't directed at them. And this part is where the data does come in clutch as fuck. Market where your customers hang out. Or else we might have to get metaphorical about the whole tree falling and nobody hearing it part because nobody will hear it if it's not speaking to them, right? All right, number three, be exclusive, not exclusive. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. It's one thing to be intimately acquainted with your audience avatars. And it's a whole other thing to be so hyper-focused on them that it's obvious which ones get the likes and which ones get the crickets. Know your audience? Yes. 
Market to them? Absolutely. Ghost the others? Don't you even. Whether someone spends a nickel or a Ben Frank, that makes no difference. Word of mouth can go both ways. Someone doesn't need to spend a cent to spread their two cents. In case of people propelling ballistic negativity, you're probably looking at spending a fix faux pas of this nature and win back some customers after your Google account takes a bullet. Your hard work worked overtime to get someone who's not in your target audience to notice you. So high five if that happened to you. But remember to appreciate everyone who interacts with your business because genuine kindness goes a long way. And I know all of this seems like everybody should know it, but like, that's not true. That's definitely not true. (laughs) So um, number two, target audience says with an S. Psst, guess what? You have more than one target audience. Honing in on one is definitely a good start, but the more you know, the more potential to grow your business has. Once you've narrowed down the list of prospective audiences to find the first one, the rest kind of all falls into place. I like to think of my audience avatars on a scale. So the original represents the if I could handpick my customers category. Those are the ideal, the median of our imaginary scale. And they're also going to be your bread and butter customers. So, for example, do you remember that artisan micro roaster we talked about earlier? I'm going to use that guy for this example again. We're going to call his median customer Target Audience A, the Super Sippers. They are the refined, palated millennials on a more mindful coffee-sipping path. But on the far left of our imaginary scale, we're going to call it Target Audience B. Do you know that our Mr. Coffee Fabuloso, his artisan roaster, incentivizes his customers to bring cups from home and bags for coffee beans? In case you forget your mug at home, he's got you covered with compostable cups for every eco-on-the-go need. Oh, and this mother sucker purchases coffee beans from a farm he's familiar with, ensuring that fair wages are paid. Someone give this man a gold societal star. But just an educated guess, if this were all the case, I'd have to say that Mr. Coffee Fabuloso's target audience B might be people making a conscious effort to lessen their footprint on the planet. It's a match made in conscious coffee drinker dreams. Lastly, on the far right of our imaginary scale would be target audience C. Our Mr. Coffee happens to be located in a neighborhood with a magnet school. And we all know what that means. The third audience is most certainly going to be the ladies that latte. We all know what happens when Ma drops you off and there's a coffee shop round the corner with good-looking baristas and caffeinated bliss on the menu. Last but most certainly not least on our list of biggest mistakes I see pretty much on the daily as a brander is number one. Your target audience is not everyone. Anytime someone tells me that their target audience is everyone... I I like shake. I have to take an inner zen moment. I don't care if you're selling cell phones or toilets. Your target market is never, never, ever, 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 everyone. Okay? Ever, 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 ever. Mr. Coffee Fabio doesn't sell to everyone. 
Southern grannies would riot over the cost of a $5.50 mochaccino. Same for toilets. You only have to look at all the ones you've used to know that cooler is not the porcelain throne living in most of our houses. And the same is going to go for your customers. It's impossible to serve everyone, guys. Trying results in a sorry attempt that inevitably sells at random people rather than serving them. Two very different things. One makes you feel warm and fuzzy because you were understood. The other is like being chased by the kiosk kid at the mall who wants you to sample a pretzel. Hence the creation of the solicitation sign. Selling at customers may get sales, but it won't mean any lifetime clients in a world where brands reign supreme. Dove never said, hey guys, we've changed our marketing and we get you better, so go buy soap. They connected to their customers and their concerns as people. The products and sale were kind of secondary to the cause, yet we the people turned out in droves to support Dove's newest endeavor. Key takeaway, serving everyone serves no one, especially not you. Look, carrying a business baby on your back 24-7 is hard work, straight up. It's easy to get lost in the P&Ls and the constant worry of keeping your doors open, and I'm saying that as someone who's been there. Never forget, though, your people are what powers companies, period. Target audiences are the heartbeat, bringing brands to life. And no matter what your business needs, it's next to impossible if you've pissed off your people or you haven't won them over yet. When you and your target audience are tight, they're going to come out and support you in droves. They're going to show up for events with friends, and they're going to spread the word to everyone they bump into in the social sphere. When your people and the numbers will tell a much different story. All right, guys, that kind of about wraps up episode three. If you have a story about how your customers came in clutch, share the love and inspire another entrepreneur to connect with their audience. In the comments below, you can leave a review or subscribe if you love me, but I highly recommend doing all of the above and then pressing play on the next episode. Until next time, badasses. Oh. And in the meantime, if you're lost in a sea of people and just can't seem to find yours, you know where to find a crew of creatives that can help you nail down your crowd. With writingwit.com, the rogue creatives who help entrepreneurs go places. See you next time.